I do consider myself cured. I truly do. And what cured me, and this is, you know, going to be totally different for others. This is what cured me. I mean, this is, you know, one anecdote. I mean, I know you're going to have so many on the podcast coming up, (laughs) but what cured me was nutrition, finding nutrition for myself and looking into the root cause of the symptoms that I lived with. Welcome to You Cured What? The podcast of reversing the irreversible. This is where you hear how real people are healing from conditions that most people think they're stuck with for life. I'm your host, Joe Kalb. If I had to give you some medical advice, I'd go to medical school and get a medical degree. Seriously, nothing in this podcast is medical advice, nor is it intended to substitute as such. Now, enjoy the You Cured What? conversation. I'm looking forward to today's conversation. My guest today has gained a lot of wisdom on his journey to health. Fortunately for us, he's passionate about helping others achieve good health. Doug Wright, welcome to the You Cured What? podcast. How are you today, Doug? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Well, welcome. And, um, you know, you've dealt with a lot of things. You're still, still a young guy, but you've had a lot of, a lot of ailments in, in your background. Um, could you, would you care to uh, give us a little bit of your background and your health history? Oh, absolutely. So um, my health journey started at probably around a really high weight. So um, as a kid, I played football for over 10 years and, um, if anything, you know, everyone around me was like, you got to you gotta eat, you got to eat, you got to eat because you have to uh, keep up those energy demands. So I was a big kid back then. I was always a big kid, probably ever since my, uh, my teenage years. Today, I'm 26 going on 27. So the idea behind um, finding health for myself really started when I stopped playing football and the weight just kept creeping up and up and up and I wasn't feeling well and I was suffering, you know, so many different kinds of uh, health ailments to high blood pressure, depression, borderline type two, just headaches, common cold symptoms. I get sick quite, quite often, more than the average person, like strep throat. Um, I also had some like, really dry skin issues, um, bloating, um, just my whole body would just feel dry and just achy. And I would also uh, sunburn really easy as a kid. So it would be even like in the, I remember sometimes I go out to like football practice and it'd be, you know, just getting into uh, winter and I would, I would actually burn. And I'm just like, it, you know, it's not hot out. What's going on? <laughs> so oh, wow. I'm pretty fair skinned as it is. So um, ever since starting my journey, most of those problems went away. I started um, with the ketogenic diet and the ketogenic diet really helped me uh, lose some of that excess body fat that I had, but I still didn't. Um, I still wanted to lose more weight. I still wanted to um, fix all these different sickness issues that I had. And um, what really helped me was um, just the power of um, both eliminating foods that uh, may be causing issues to people, and then also um, introducing um, high-quality animal foods. So I think um, with those two uh, major factors into my health, I started gearing more toward um, the carnivory route. And I'm not saying uh, carnivores for everyone. Um, if you enjoy, you know, your, um, I guess your veggies, you can eat them too. <laughs> but if anything, I just noticed more benefits when I removed them. And um, I don't want this to sound like, okay, you know, eliminate everything and all your problems are going to go away. That's not the case. It's more so see what foods are, um, what, what are triggering you. 
Um, if anything, I first removed uh, seed oils, um, then removed like nuts and different um, plants, just like these um, highly processed uh, plant foods, kind of think of like uh, uh, really anything you find in a bag or a box. I tried to eat more um, whole foods, real foods, and um, I just, with each step, I um, added more uh, animal meats and fats too. And it would be like steaks, liver, eggs, fish, et cetera. And to um, sum it all up, the more um, animal foods, high quality animal foods I added versus the plant foods that I would remove, more of like your highly processed foods, like your sugar, grain, and seed oil. That's where I just started feeling so much better. And it did help that I was fat adapted before I moved into um, carnivory. So um, I noticed even more benefits when I went carnivore. and. Um, some smaller, more improvements when I'm, I went raw for so, which, you know, probably sounds pretty wild to most of your, uh, <laughs> your guests, but the idea being with every single step of the way, I felt better and better. So all my, all those health ailments that I had, like that depression, you know, it's a big kid growing up, get picked on, that kind of thing. Um, that went right away. Um, my blood sugars remained just stable, like flat, flat, stable. And um, most of my headaches went away. My, any kind of symptoms of sickness, I haven't been sick. I'm not gonna lie, I, I haven't been sick. I haven't felt you know, what it meant to be sick in years. So, wow. and that is just um, an incredible, um, incredible thing to talk about. As well as um, when I was talking about like sunburning when I was a kid, I was very fair skinned. I mean, if you look at me now, I got a little color with me now, but um, I don't burn as easy in the sun. And um, Tucker Goodrich is a good um, source in terms of uh, just the uh, the detriments of uh, consuming uh, too many seed oils or any seed oil in that case at high omega six and how um, basically that can root into um, inflammation for the body. So inflammation being the um, the effect, not necessarily something that uh, we look at as um, oh something we should treat. Well, in my opinion, there's um, there's root cause to uh, most of the modern diseases that we do live with today. So being able to address that through nutrition is, um, it's a radical idea. It truly is. And, um, if anything, that's, um, you know, what I'm here to do, I'm here to, uh, to educate, inform people that there is, there is another way and yeah. versus treating the symptoms. Let's look into the, uh, the root cause and most, um, most doctors, most researchers are not going to ask, like, what are you eating? Like nobody asks that it's more so, okay let's try to treat these symptoms first. And then, you know, from there, you know, we'll see how you're doing that kind of thing. So if anything, I think the primary difference maker, um, in my current health, I lost um, well over 150 pounds in my, uh, my journey. I also replaced all those plant foods with, um, just high quality animal foods. So, and it just helped, helped me break those addictive habits of food that I used to have and help me start enjoying exercise again too. So. It all was more of like an effect. So like people say, oh, you got to exercise more. Well, if you exercise with what I would call, you know, broken metabolism, broken body, it's like, it's tougher to do. But once you start feeling better, it's more so that you, you want to go out and do these things. And you just, it kind of just stems from there. So if you, and I think um, we'll be able to talk about this at length, going into the root cause of these kind of health ailments and then working toward that cause and do the effects of just a, longer and healthier life. Yeah, that's, you know, that's amazing. There's so much packed into uh, what you just said. Uh, you, you mentioned you've lost around 150 pounds as part of this journey. And, right. um, 
you know, there are a lot of ways, a lot of uh, directions I want to uh, take this, but what, what's the time frame? Um, you know, you said it was after you stopped playing football that, um, you know, some of the issues really started to bubble up and you said you're 26 going on 27 now. Correct. Um, so what, what's the time frame under which, like, you know, you said you started out adopting the ketogenic diet, so a low-carbohydrate, kind of high-fat diet. Um, right. That was sort of your first step. Uh, yeah, what's the time frame on, on this journey? Yeah, that's a good question. And um, if anything, I probably should have talked about that in the beginning. But the idea is that I started around, um, yeah, right when I stopped playing football, I played a college football for a year and then just um, focus more on my academics. Um, around when I was, uh, I'd say around 20, 21, I want to say 20, because I was ketogenic for about four years. And um, don't, oh. get, don't get me wrong, the ketogenic diet was great for me. I mean, I lost a lot of weight. I started feeling a lot better. Uh, my mood improved. But I think the, um, the most, um, I guess, um, solutions in my, um, my search for um, you know, better health through, um, like we were talking about, just that root causes, um, removing just some of these plant foods that I didn't know. Um, they were technically, quote unquote, keto, but they weren't making me feel as optimal as I would like to feel. And maybe some yeah. people can tolerate them better than others, but with me and my body and how I felt eating these foods, I just knew that removing them and just experimenting, honestly, um, you know, taking health into your own hands, that definitely helped me realize, okay, maybe these foods aren't the best for me. Maybe I could transition to uh, different foods for more nutrition and just to feel better. So when I removed seed oils, um, as an example, I replaced it, I think, in the beginning with like a coconut oil and uh, like an olive oil. I uh, started reading up more on omega-6 oils. I did a lot of research on my own, just trying to find help for myself. And then that ultimately uh, transitioned to, um, I use a lot of tallow. Um, I started using more animal fats because now I'm starting to realize, okay, you know, there's fat-soluble vitamins in these. So if anything, um, you know, coconut oil and olive oil don't seem bad, you know, on the outside, but um, maybe, you know, there's other kinds of foods that you can try too and see how you feel with those. So. It was removing the, I guess I would call like the trifecta, the, uh, the sugar, the grain, and the, uh, the seed oil is something that uh, I think helped me the most. And then moving forward, I, I did lose, I'd say probably about 100 pounds um, just going um, just keto, basically whatever quote unquote keto meant would be um, the net carbs and the uh, really any kind of fats, you know, fat, as long as, you know, you stay under a certain carb count. I think I was under about like 20 grams a day or something like that at first. Okay. Which, yeah, most of my carbohydrate was coming from, uh, I guess you would call them um, non-starchy, uh, like, greens. Okay, so, I like, started- spinach, kale, uh, broccoli, right. stuff. Uh, yeah. Things like that. Okay. Exactly. And there were even uh, bouts of PSMF that I've done, which is uh, what they call protein-sparing modified fast. So, I was um, moderately losing weight, and then I got to a point where I'm like, I really want to, like, dial down and try to lose as much weight as possible as quickly as possible. And that wasn't treating the root cause of most of my, uh, my health ailments. And it's something that um, I'd really like to um, talk further about. So there, were, there was a time before I started carnivory, which was um, about, I'd say, mid-2017, where um, I, I did what they call protein-sparing modified fast, which is basically um, a long way of saying eat nothing but protein and very little, if any, carbohydrate and fat. So it's basically just a protein diet and you're not eating anything else. And I don't advise this to anyone, to be honest. Um, there's some people who are like, oh, maybe I can use it for a week or two and lose some weight. But it's like, 
you have to understand where nutrition's coming from. Uh, and if you're eating just lean protein and vegetables, that's not going to get you the, the vitamins and minerals, the fatty acids that you, that you need. And that's something that you can't find, you know, in just lean meat and veggies. So it was sort of, you know, deemed as a crash diet. But if anything, that kind of helped me understand that. Um, and I did this for about two months, too. I dropped probably the most weight that I ever did, you know. Thought I was feeling good, but when I went back to eating normally, I realized that I I was missing out on so many foods that made me feel better. So interesting. If any, yeah, if anything, I did get to my lowest weight with PSMF, but after I got off that PSMF, I gained all the weight back. I'm not gonna lie. And the idea behind that, it was probably about a 30 or 40 pound swing, which was you know can sound crazy to someone, especially in such a short amount of time because I think that was only about two months. So. Two months, I dropped all that weight, and then probably about you know two or three months after, I gained it all back. So, what did I learn? I learned that your body, you know, it, it's not stupid. If anything, it's going to um, it's going to fight back. It's going to tell you, hey, you know, you've been depriving us of these nutrients. You know, come back to us. We we, we need to eat. <laughs> right, right. So, if anything, yeah. um, you know, if I could go back, I would really, um, yeah dig down deep into myself and be like, okay, what am I trying to do here? Am I trying to lose weight or am I trying to feel better as a person? So if yeah. anything, um, today what I've been doing is following more than the carnivorous lifestyle, eating more um, just um, animal foods. So I eat a lot of, like I was saying before, steak, um, fish, eggs, um, just high quality meats. And if you can tolerate the uh, some of the plants too, I mean, I'm not saying you, you, know, you shouldn't have them or you can't have them by all means. But I challenge people to find health for themselves because that's something that um, is pretty unheard of this day and age. So if anything, we treat the um, the symptoms, not necessarily what's causing the symptoms. Yeah. And that's, that's what I like about your approach. Um, it sounds like, you know, one, you really, you took control for yourself and you didn't put it in someone else's hands to figure out, uh, hey, what's going what's gonna to help me feel better? You know, you had a laundry list of um, of things that you were trying to improve, and um, and you took it upon yourself to go out, learn, and you've tried a lot of different things, and you know you've taken a a good. Um, it it feels kind of scientific in the elimination sense, like okay, what happens if I um, eliminate this? And initially, it seems like. You said, well, I'm going to see what happens when I largely eliminate carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the ketogenic diet, it sounds like, was successful for you. Um, but then you also had some lingering issues and, uh, you know, you just you kept toying around with things and um, realized, oh, like, maybe if I... Um, leave out some of the plant foods. So some of the, the greens, the veggies, um, you know, for you, that was a really successful experiment. And then, you know, I know you do a lot of research on all of this. You took it a step further then, and you've even uh, been doing raw carnivore. And so that means, you know, for, you know, for people listening, this might, um, you know, this might be a new concept. It might seem like, you know, what are you talking about? But yeah, that means you're eating a carnivorous diet. So it's all animal foods 
and you're eating them without cooking them. You're eating them raw. Is that correct? That is correct. And um, it can sound um, pretty radical um, from the outside looking in, especially. um, And I didn't get here all at once. And that's kind of what I want people to understand. It's more so finding help for myself, improving every step of the way. I I kept feeling better. And that was really... um, my goal once I once I realized, okay, it's not all about weight loss. I mean, we already got that well established. It's more so what's going to help me feel better into the future? What's going to help me lead a long, happy life? And for me, it came down to um, just starting to eliminate these foods and um, starting to um, actually incorporate, you know, just high quality animal foods. And just having a real appreciation for animal nutrition definitely helped me a lot too as well. And uh, looking looking back as well, um, with a rock carnivore, you do have to you do have to be very careful. And I'm not you know yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not no, none of this is <laughs> medical yeah. advice. No medical but, um, advice here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if anything, um, when um, incorporating a rock carnivore, I uh, I only eat from um, ruminant animals. Um, most of my uh, meats are uh, you know more quality than uh, than not. I uh, do try to source well. Um, especially with, um, with eggs, I try a uh, pasture raised eggs, um, with a conventional pork and chicken. I don't condone anyone, you know, actually going to a grocery store, picking up some, you know, pork or chicken and just going at it wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I, I have, yeah. uh, I have no issues, no query with, um, ruminant meats, kind of like your, um, uh, your beef, your, um, lamb, um, goat, those kind of like meats like those I've had raw. I'd probably, I'd say I started raw carnivory. I want to say at the beginning of 2018, I believe I'd have to look back into it, but the idea being that um, I just felt better and in all honesty, yeah. it's not something I'm saying everyone should do, but yeah. if anything, um, the biggest message that I have is, um, just read into some of this uh, nutrition research that you never would have thought, um, you know, would make a difference in your life, which, um, and we were talking before the uh, podcast started about a uh, Weston A. Price and uh, nutrition yeah. and physical degeneration. So, yeah. If anything, um, yeah, if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I, um, yeah, we, we talked about that. Um, so for the listener, there's a, um, a book, it's the most powerful book I had ever, that I've ever read. And uh, when Doug and I were chatting before this, he mentioned it too, independently. And uh, so we were talking about it. Anyway, this uh, dentist, uh, Dr. Weston A. Price, this was back in, I believe, the 1920s, 20s or 30s. Um, he traveled the world and visited visited groups of people all over the world, nearly every continent, and he um, studied their teeth effectively. But um, what he was concerned about was, like, well, how come Americans now um, – are all coming in with like dental decay and crooked teeth when we have fossil records showing straight teeth. Um, so like, what changed and what he was able to document in like vivid photographic detail was in a single generation. Um, if a group went from eating, it's like traditional ancestral diets the the diets that um, kind of the hunter gatherer style diets um, these groups many of them were indigenous groups um, they 
you know, if they traded that diet in for essentially an Americanized diet full of um, three of the things you called out earlier, uh, sugars, grains, seed oils, um, or as Dr. Price called them, vegetable fats. Um, so basically processed food. These people, not only did their dental health deteriorate, but their physical health and their mental health, their, I mean, really their societies in large ways and their cultures um, started to deteriorate. And this happened, this wasn't like a, something that took a long time. This happened in a single generation. And, you know, even between siblings. So it, it rules out the, um, the genetic determinism view that, you know, your genes are responsible for everything. When you see these groups that had good genes, they had been, you know, generation after generation, healthy, 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 healthy. One, you know, as soon as they start eating the um, Americanized processed food diet, boom, unhealthy, all sorts of ailments. And so it just, it points the finger directly at nutrition being uh, a root cause. Right. And then if anything, uh, you summed it up really well. And genetics, um, you know, most people like to make that argument. And sure, I mean, there's an argument to be made about genetics and the fact that, you know, we um, you know look back at our family history for any kind of health ailments, but um, understanding that, okay, whatever hand you're dealt, it doesn't necessarily mean you don't have the power to, you know, make the changes that you see in yourself, especially when you start feeling better during the process. So it's difficult to think, oh, you know, put hands into, or put um, health into your own hands. But if anything, I believe, and I firmly believe that that's what's going to um, help most people um, realize that, you know, um, finding these answers to their, um, their problems um, can really just, um, you know, directly from nutrition. So, and that's a pretty radical idea, especially for, um, you know, our society where, you know, like I said before, we just treat, you know, the symptoms. So the symptom comes up, oh, you know, do this, do that versus, okay, what made this come up in the first place? Why, why do we have this problem on our hands? So, yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, you've, you've experienced a great deal of, um, of weight loss and mm -hmm. a lot of people would, uh, we would think about maybe the show, the TV show, the biggest loser, um, as far as right. like, well, how would you go about losing weight? And right. I think our, um, you know, another thing our society is, uh, conditioned to believe is, I guess, calories in calories out, you better like eat kind of unpalatable foods um, so that you don't overeat. And then you better just be on the treadmill for a long time. Like um, that's, that's sort of the, the idea that a lot of people have that it's this real like slog um, to try to lose weight. And, you know, I guess, can you talk a little bit about your experience and how, how it differed from maybe the, um, the common prevailing thought? Yeah, and um, no, that's a good um, question. If anything, I'm looking back into you know, the past. It was a couple of years ago for me. So yeah, what really yeah. got me started, my, uh, my dad actually uh, came across um, the Atkins diet in the past, um, working with other doctors. And um, when I uh, continued to um, research, I found... Um, 
basically that it just made a lot of sense to me. Like, oh, well, I love eating meat. I love eating eggs. I love eating bacon. It's like, why not just try these foods and only these foods, keep those carbs down, see how everything goes. And I realized I started feeling so well that honestly, I didn't need as much of the food that I had before I started keto. Like I would eat just a lot of food, just almost like in bulk because it's funny because like on the outside, you know, I was a morbidly obese kid. And if anything, people are like, oh, all he has to do is stop eating and move around a little more, get out of the house and everything's fine. It's like, no, I was starving on the inside. And I I truly believe that was due to um, nutrition, due to um, just me eating all these highly palatable foods and just always wanting more and more. I probably had a really high, um, what would they call it? Um, I guess, uh, like a need for calories per day, but I could yeah. always satisfy that need for calories and, you know, gain even more weight because all the foods that were, that were, that I was eating, like they were so hyper palatable. I mean, I'm talking about like your chips, your cookies, your candy, your sodas, really anything I could yeah. get my hands on that had calories. And I would, you know, have probably about 500 to a thousand calories of something like, I don't know, ice cream or something. And I would still be hungry. And, yeah. you know, it, for me, it just, it, it became like this constant feedback loop. And I just, I kept eating and eating. But when I started keto and I started incorporating more animal foods, more proteins, more fat, I started to realize, oh, I don't need as much food as I used to. Like, I feel full. I feel satisfied. I feel like I can, I can move around a bit. So if anything, we shouldn't be looking at, okay, you know, calories and calories out or eat less, move more. It's more so let's look at the makeup of these calories. Let's see what they do to our bodies. Let's see how they make us feel. And let's just um, kind of just move on from just the idea that we need all these processed foods in our lives. I mean, if you can tolerate them and you can add you know, small amounts, that's great. But I know for someone like me, once I have one of those foods, it's kind of like uh, what they say about chips. You can't just have one. You're just going to keep having yeah. more and more. I knew that was the yeah. case for me. Other people may not be that way. But if anything, um, I, like I was saying before, my journey that got me into something as I guess some would call um you know, out of the ordinary is rock carnivory. It just, it came back to just feeling better and understanding that, Hey, I can do this. So. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's incredible. And it's empowering too, that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you were able to do it. You could take control over that and, um, yeah, you could, I don't know, you can do it in a way that, um, is sustainable for you. And, um, you know, I know um, you you mentioned a few of the things um, earlier, but I just want to touch back on some of the things that um, some of the conditions that you were dealing with. Um, you had you initially had high blood pressure, correct? Right. Yeah, very and, high blood pressure. And you no longer have high blood pressure. No, um, I was um, borderline type two diabetic, and. Uh, as of what my doctor has been telling me, they've also looked into my blood work. All my blood work is good. Um, but like I was talking about like that blood sugar, blood sugar is just stable. I think it's around like 80 or 90 so far, which is a little, um, little high for where I'd want it to be, but I'm not trying to be a perfectionist in this. Just the idea oh. that you can keep your blood sugars like stable. That's something that's even pretty radical in itself. So. Yeah, that, that really is. I mean, how many people have any idea when they, know when they become borderline type 2 diabetic as as you were you know most people have no idea that there's 
any reversing that. Like it, it's just thought right. to be kind of chronic and progressive. Exactly. And if anything, um, um, you just get it and then you just do what you know everyone tells you to do and there's no quote unquote curing it. It's more so, oh, well, you have it now. These are, these are the steps that you have to take versus, okay, well, it doesn't always have to be this way. And that's what people aren't told. They can take, you know, health into their own hands and be able to um, experiment with, you know, I would start it right at the base of nutrition. See, so, you know, ask, ask the first question, what are you eating and how are you feeling eating that? So, yeah. Absolutely. And for, for anyone listening along, if, if you do have type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes, I'd, I'd highly encourage you to uh, check out the work of Verda Health. Um, I believe VertaHealth.com. Um, they participated in a, um, a peer-reviewed study and in a single year of an implementation of the ketogenic diet, which is uh, where Doug kind of started his health journey. Mm-hmm. In a single year of the ketogenic diet, 60% of the patients in this, um, in this trial reversed their type 2 diabetes. And, you know, so that's going from diabetic blood sugars to non-diabetic. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's uh, largely, uh, largely unprecedented. Um, and it, you know, it, it's repeatable. A lot of people have had this success. Like Doug didn't participate in, you know, you didn't participate in that study, but you adopted a similar intervention and had, you know, stunningly, you know, amazing results. Um, and then another, um, there are a couple more uh, conditions that I just want to, you know, kind of get your your background on a little bit. And just because, mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned this, but again, it's like, uh, to me, it's kind of a mind blowing thing. I think for, um, it, it, it sounds almost radical, but you suffered from mm-hmm. depression. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I've, that's right. A pretty big bout of depression. So, um, as a kid, um, always being, you know, the, uh, the biggest one in school, biggest one on the football team, that kind of thing. You know, I almost took that with a sense, you know, sense of pride when it made the most sense to like on the field, you know, even for my big size, I was a strong kid. I could move around. So yeah. if anything, um, you know, I was having a lot of fun playing ball. And then once that stopped, my, my weight, my weight kept creeping up and up and I'm just like, okay, well, I can't eat the way I used to because I'm not you know playing the sports that I am. And, and I just started to get like this, just, out of depression that was just you know gloom and doom and if anything um you know as you see me now i'm, I'm pretty uh pretty happy guy fair weather guy yeah i'm friends with you know quite a bit of people and it's more so just um having a new outlook on life knowing that i can control things that i never thought were possible to control so yeah i mean that's uh that's really remarkable and i know um you know, I'm I'm very fortunate in the sense that I've never uh, never dealt with uh, with depression personally. Like that hasn't been um, something I've suffered from. But I know a lot of people who do, and you know, it just it seems like there's a you know a dark cloud over everything. And um, you know, the fact that you were able to uh, make that cloud go away is uh, it's fantastic. Um, and you know, I think it, it gets, you know, I think in your experience, it's been a, um, you know, you found 
nutrition to be at the root of, of that. Yeah. And I think that's going to kind of be the underlying message of all the other ailments that I've had. It's just nutrition, like making a, um, a remarkable difference somewhere where I didn't think that would be possible at all. No one told me I could reverse these kind of conditions that I had. It was more so, okay, here's how you treat these conditions. Okay. You have depression. Well, you know, let's go to some counseling. Let's talk and do the things that we got to do. Let's go through these processes. But no one ever told me, Hey, let's see, you know, why, why do you think you, you actually are depressed? Like what's making you feel down? What's, you know, what's causing um, you to be you know, close to being a diabetic? It's like, we don't ask these questions. And if anything, you may have to just ask them to yourself at the end of the day, be like, why do you think I'm feeling the way that I am right now? What changes in my life can you know, I see fit? Cause it has to come from within. No one, no one can tell you what to do. It, everything comes, you know, full circle into yourself. So somebody could say, Oh, you should do this, this and that. But it's like, you have to make that decision as an individual. Like, do I want to make this change? Do I see it fit into my own life and my own lifestyle? And then build upon that, grow upon that, and just research and experiment and just make it your own. I mean, that's something yeah. I tell people all the time. I mean, I'm you know, rock on for like we were talking about, but I'm not saying everybody should make a Make nutrition your own. Really dig into the research. Um, there's really, really good sources I can um, recommend too in terms of um, where I found most of my answers into my own health. So, um, and I can go into the details of that too. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Websites and sources. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I I do want to hear those, but I want to. There's one more condition that uh, mm-hmm. I want to I want to get your thoughts on because I remember seeing you um you sent out a tweet about this at one point and it just like um, oh yeah, yeah i know what you're talking um, about yeah uh you used to have a um like you were deathly allergic to cats yeah <laughs> i forgot to talk about my allergies yeah um back when um i was at my heaviest i was allergic to almost everything and anything I remember going to friends' houses, having cats over. I'm going to friends uh, like barns and like around like the uh, the horses and everything, and I would just get all puffed up in the face and get stuffy. My eyes would water, and if anything, I'm uh, I'm safe to say that after I started losing my weight and started removing some of these foods that were causing the issues, I don't have any kind of allergic reaction to almost anything at this point in terms of like animals or just, I don't, um, I don't necessarily think I need, you know, like the, the Benadryl or anything like I used to yeah. do as a kid. So it's something that, um, that, that shocked me. It, it was something I didn't see, um, coming, but if anything, I just knowing I kept feeling better and then going back into that same environment where I had issues before and not having them. Um, same thing with, um, where I was talking about um, getting burned by the sun easily. I yeah. tan pretty well now and it's something that I never would have saw coming at all. And if anything, I'm learning the importance of something as simple as vitamin D. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And that is a whole, like that, that was kind of mind blowing to me when I started hearing about people um, who are able to uh, stay out in the sun longer and uh, you know, not burn near nearly as badly as they did. And I, you know, I echo the recommendation that you had earlier to read up on uh, Tucker Goodrich's work. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can find him at twitter.com slash Tucker Goodrich. But he does a lot of work on, um, as Doug mentioned earlier, on um, a lot of the, the devastating health effects of seed oils, or as 
you might know them as like vegetable oils, um, canola oil, uh, soybean oil, um, all of these. They're, they're just highly processed oils that, um, you know, they have omega-6 fatty acids at a level, you know, they're highly processed. And so at no point in human history have we essentially developed the capacity to um, to consume that level of omega-6 fatty acids. And so it causes a, you know, consumption of these, um, these fats, vegetable fats, as uh, Dr. Weston A. Price called them, or seed oils, vegetable oils. Uh, they can just have a whole lot of really negative ramifications in the body. And, you know, you'll be hard-pressed to find... Um, to find healthy societies that have um, had high levels of, you know, of these vegetable oils, which is now, you know, running rampant in our food supply. So it's just something, um, something that's worth looking into. Um, you know, if, if you've got an interest in, in nutrition as a root cause, that's definitely a, a really big one. And as far as like your approach was, Doug, with like eliminating, um, you know, try eliminating foods, I think that's a, a crucial one to um, experiment with eliminating. Right. And if it's, it's something that we just overlook as a society, if anything, um, we're very um, comfortable with most of the foods that we eat. We see the labels, we see the bag and the box, we know it. Our family's always picked it up, but it's like, I challenge people to really look into just, you know, something as simple as reading the ingredients on the back of a bag or a box. Just be like, okay, what is in the food that I've been eating for so long? Could any of these, you know, be causing any of the problems that I'm dealing with today? And yeah. if anything, um, yeah, like you were talking about with um, well, like I guess like I was talking about, sorry, with um, the sugar grain and seed oil. These were foods that we didn't necessarily have, you know, as much access to in nature. Right. I mean, if you think back to our ancestry, and then even in terms of health, I mean, like you were talking about before, I guess, um, like these indigenous tribes had, you know, these kind of foods. I mean, they like you were talking about, you know, crooked teeth. They had straight teeth. I mean, if anything, they were in very good physical and mental health. And it's yeah. when these foods started to get introduced, they started seeing that degeneration. So yeah. if anything, um, yeah, recommending, um, you know, Weston A. Price's Nutritional Physical Degeneration. And I have a bunch of other resources when you're ready. Yeah, I, I'd love to hear um, what are some of those other resources because, you know, you've been very successful and sometimes it just takes, you know, it, it takes one one step into the rabbit hole and then uh you know then you're in so what are some uh good recommendations for resources for people who are curious about learning from someone who used to have depression used to have hypertension used to have a deathly allergy to cats and doesn't have any of these things anymore <laughs> uh right. what, what recommendations do you have um, first, I wanted to uh, look into like the uh, nutritional uh, fallacies. So um, I think one of the first books that I've ever read, believe it or not, was um, it was Gary Tobbs' uh, Good Calories, Bad Calories. And that kind of started me into my rabbit hole thinking, okay, well, wh what's going on here? Like, why are we given these recommendations that may not be based on, you know, proper science? 
And I looked into his book of Keller's Bad Cowards. Anita Teicholtz, um, her big fat surprise was another one, just kind of um, questioning what we um, what we kind of view as um, just current beliefs, current, like what, what we would, you know, most would consider facts. So saturated fat causes heart disease or something you know, crazy like that. The idea, like, where did that stem from? Where did that come from? And once you start learning, okay, most of these studies were epidemiology. Most of these studies weren't really based off anything like that would be substantial scientific evidence. Like you're not seeing these randomized control, like trials, these studies that really, you know, point to these uh, associations. It's more so like food logs. And once you start digging into the actual research that based basically our food pyramid off of our nutrition guidelines off of, you start realizing they're not really based off anything. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and, it, and it's scary to think about. Um, it really is. But, and the nutrition facts, like nutrition like labels and everything, those are based off of what we would call the standard American diet, which is, you know, more so associated with a um, higher carbohydrate and um, higher um, association or associations, higher, um, higher intake of uh, foods that we just haven't had in, you know, primitive times, like throughout our ancestry. So even the nutrition facts themselves, like starting to just look into those and questioning them being like, okay, why do I need X amount? Oh, why is, you know, this food, you know, more prize than this other food and then once you like look into the research as to why we came up with the uh, the recommendations that we have most of it's bad science and that's something that um once you start to understand you're like wow okay so you know where are we going to find the good science where are we going to find you know studies that actually you know are controlled studies controlled trials of people like you were talking about with Verda health that's a great example that was an actual randomly you know like it was a it was a controlled study it was controlled and yeah. people saw those um, benefits and they were strictly, you know, adhered to strictly you know, monitored. And it wasn't so much, okay, what did you eat yesterday and the day before? And, oh, what did right. you eat, you know, in December of 1947? Do you remember? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and more the, so. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. To, to your point, and that, you know, this is what you're talking about with, um, you know, talking about like the big fat surprise, uh, Nina Teicholz's book. Um, that's what so much of what we accept to be true now is based off of. So um, a lot of a lot of the uh, prevailing societal thought about what is healthy to eat comes off of, as you mentioned, epidemiological studies, which are they are really hard to um, make sense of. They're impossible to to do right they're they're survey, surveying people about what they ate over the past you know it differs from study to study but it might be over the past like one year how often did you eat and then it, it, there's some like vague category that they put and they're trying to take this um this data and find meaningful statistical associations from it and, you know, as I guess I'm a software developer as, you know, that's my background. Like, I just think of the term garbage in, garbage out. As in, like, you know, data, like, if you don't have good data coming in, you're not going to get good output coming out. And this data, even if people could remember everything they ate, um, they weren't even asking about what they ate in meaningful enough ways to do anything with 
the results that come out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, so I, I'm on the same uh, same page with you there, um, and I, I think you've recommended so far nutrition and physical degeneration by Weston A. Price. You've recommended good calories, bad calories by Gary Taubes. Uh, you've recommended the big fat surprise by uh, Nina Teicholz. Uh, do you have any other resources that? Um, yeah, and this is going to sound pretty funny to most people, but um, uh, there's also, um, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head, but I'll come back to it later. Um, believe it or not, Reddit. Reddit's actually a very uh, welcoming, uh, open place if you're looking, obviously, in the right uh, areas in terms of um, <laughs> looking for uh, help for yourself. Um, my good friend, good friend uh, Travis Statham, he um, helps out with the uh, the keto science subreddit, which is a great subreddit, and um, I believe he has everything structured in terms of different health ailments that have been uh, just treated and um, either reversed or put into remission with um, something as simple as a ketogenic diet. So r slash keto science is a great um, source for looking into just the research and looking into like we were talking about before with that root cause finding health for yourself. Um, also justmeat.co, which is also uh, curated by Travis Statham, as well as a uh, Michael Goldstein that's at Bitstein. And um, justmeat.co is a source where um, you're going to find uh, Weston A. Price's nutritional physical degeneration. You're going to find a lot of um, research into um Something as um, radical as an all-meat diet could be a um, solution for people, especially when they're suffering from very strong um, cases, even autoimmune cases. Um, Paleo Medicina is um, a group in, out in Hungary which uh, uses their patented paleolithic ketogenic diet to help um, cure so many different ailments that people just they just can't believe. They put certain cancers into remission. They've cured Crohn's disease. They've reverse type one diabetes in people that they found in, it has to be in type one diabetes. This is a very, very touchy subject, but this is something that um, in type one, newly, very, very early diagnosed type one diabetics. I'm not saying every type one diabetic has the opportunity to reverse their type one diabetes, but just to see type one being reversed at such an early onset age, it's just remarkable. And that, and that patented paleolithic ketogenic diet, is really focusing on animal foods as the other uh, base. And if anything, going back to the foods that we were talking about that I removed, like things like seed oils, they're not, they're not recommended. It's something that, um, you know, may be doing more harm than good. I'm starting to realize that for yourself. So those are just some other sources. Keto Science, a subreddit by Travis, uh, justmeat.co by Travis and uh, Michael Goldstein. And then um, if you really want to look at how radical nutrition can go in terms of how much it can cure, um, look into paleo medicina. Yeah, I, I concur. I'm um, trying to follow along with some of the paleo medicina um, work. They, it is incredible. They're really trying to, uh, they're trying to get to root cause. And I know when they talk about root cause of um, all of these things, they're talking about gut health largely. They're talking about intestinal permeability, um, but ultimately. Um, yeah, they're talking about gut health, which is getting talked about a little bit more in the mainstream. Um, but I mean, they seem to be having a great deal of, um, of outlying success over there and at their clinic in Hungary. So, um, you know, yeah, I would, 
definitely recommend checking their work out as well. Um, you know, and speaking of, uh, you know, of that clinic and, you know, they've got doctors running that clinic and publishing case reports. I'm curious um, how over the course of your health journey, um, how has your doctor responded to uh, some of the changes in, in your life and your health? If anything, um, the idea behind it, because think about the conversation I'm going to have with the doctor. Okay, doc, um, well, here's my radical change. I went from, you know, I was ketogenic and you were very uh, adamant about um, <coughs> um, looking into my blood work after starting keto. But now I'm going to start into carnivore. I'm going to start eating these kind of foods. I'm going to go into raw carnivore. I'm going to start eating these kind of foods. And it's a, it's a tough conversation to have with a doctor, <coughs> especially when... Um, it's not something that's, um, you know, obviously common. It's, they're probably looking at you like, you know, you have three heads. It's like, what's going on? Like, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? But coming into um, just discussion and being honest and open with your doctor and just having the blood work, having the, um, the tests show that I could, you can eat this way. And, you know, obviously if there's any other health ailments before, you know, starting a new diet, obviously consult your doctor, but the idea sure. that I can eat a certain way and all my blood markers are good. My blood sugars rock stable. And there didn't seem to be any kind of um, you know, effects of any kind of nutritional deficiencies, which I wouldn't believe there'd be any anyway, because you know, animal foods are the most bile available to the body. And they just are just perfect foods. If you ask me liver being like, a, like a food that's very high in vitamins. Even other yeah. foods like uh, muscle meats, I mean, they're going to have very high B vitamins and just, um, you know, easily absorbed, bioavailable, just fat, protein, nutrients that, you know, may not be in the plants that we've been eating for so long, which may have their own defense kind of mechanisms. So, <laughs> yeah. but it, yeah. That, well, that's amazing. And, um, you know, it sounds like your doctor is, um, you know, he's not... Uh, I guess he or she isn't pushing back on on you, and why why would they when you're having such uh, fantastic results? And right. you've got, as you mentioned, your blood work looks good. Like um, there, are, yeah, no red flags there. So um, so that's phenomenal. I'm curious how, um, how how about your family? Like how did they how have they reacted throughout um, this journey? Now, my uh, my father actually was um, in and out of a ketogenic diet, and um, he understood completely. But uh, most of my family, it was hard for them to understand. They really had to challenge their own beliefs and the ideas they had around um, nutrition. So they're very supportive, even the way that I eat now. Um, it, does it make uh, for uh, some pretty difficult social situations? You, know, you can imagine. But if anything, uh, not having those social situations like surround themselves around food has helped me a lot. If anything, it's, it's not so much about the food there. It's more about the people and the times that you have and you know, having that quality time with friends and family and just helping them understand that like, it's not just all about the food that's in the middle of the table. Let's just enjoy our time together and just be around each other, you know, have these experiences, have fun. So yeah. if anything, that's what's helped me uh, around like friends and family, just having them see the change, you know, the dramatic radical changes in myself, that's what really helped them realize, okay, you know, maybe I'm not going to do the things that he does, but I'm going to, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to look into, you know, why does he do the things that he does versus, okay, just kind of, you know, brush it off, shug it off. It's like the people that knew me the longest 
are the ones that are asking me the most questions. They're like, how did you get this way? You know, what, you know, what's going on? What, what made you go into something, you know, as, you know, as radical as what you're doing now? Like they ask more questions versus someone who may only know me for a day or two and like, Oh, this guy's crazy. What is he doing? What does he know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's more yeah. of the people that have seen my transformation and the ones that really ask me the most questions. And then, you know, people can reach out to me online as well. And, I'm available. I can talk. And if anything, that's where um, I think this all kind of becomes full circle. It's not so much, okay, I found solutions to my health problems. Like I'm here for others too. And I love seeing that change that people find in themselves. I'm not going to be a preacher. I'm not going to tell you to do X, Y, and Z. But if you're looking for help yourself and you're looking for, you know, questions and just why some things may not be the way that, you know, they seem on paper. I mean, you know, people like me, people like Travis, we're, we're out there. We're actually uh, moderators of uh, the World Carnivore Tribe on Facebook as well, which is closing in on almost 50,000 members, which started just about, I want to say, Travis will probably uh, correct me on this, but I want to say it's about almost two years, if not longer. Okay. Like, two yeah, our years. page hasn't been out for too long. And now we're just seeing just this drastic just increase in followers, people helping out each other, and then just realizing that, okay. Maybe these foods that we've had for the longest time are actually causing these symptoms that we live with today. So well, just something as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's phenomenal. So that's the World Carnivore Tribe group on Facebook. Right. And, you know, nearly 50,000 people. So, I mean, that is a good resource. If anyone has interest in, in learning more about this, um, you know, that group is a, a wonderful um, way to get to you know benefit from the wisdom of a large group of people who have tried this um and on top of that you you called out that you know you're available online i know we know each other from twitter i found right. twitter very uh very helpful um and so can you give your your twitter handle for anyone who might want to reach out oh yes um, my twitter handle is right underscore doug pretty easy to uh, remember it's just my name doug right right underscore doug and um regarding uh, twitter as well um start just following people honestly there's so many different like nutrition uh, people you can follow online and if anything just start you know start small and just grow big grow that number of people that um that you see kind of like fits into the lifestyle changes that you're making and just learn from them, learn from people who follow them. And just nutrition is always evolving. We're always learning more things. And just to learn together with a group of people, it's just, it's incredible. It's so mind opening to me, mind blowing to me. I got into carnivory because of people that I followed on Twitter. And it, we we came up with this idea like, oh, well, what if we ate nothing but meat? What's going to happen? <laughs> so what do we do as experimenters? We gave it a shot. We tried it. We saw how we felt and we saw the drastic improvements it made and then we just kept going and did i think i was ever going to be here no never saw this coming but i mean i started ketogenic and there, there's people who have been following a carnivore diet a lot longer than me and if you really want to yeah. go back into history and our ancestry that's like the inuit the eskimos <laughs> right right so or um bill helmer bill helmer um stephenson i mean we can look yeah. into the fat of the land which is another good resource i'd like to recommend so yeah, that's um, that's terrific. This um, this gives people a lot of uh, a lot of good resources to look into. Um, 
know, just a, a couple, a couple more questions here that Absolutely. I'm curious about. Um, you know, oh, and by the way, for anyone who does want to follow Doug, uh, you know, right is with the W. So W R I G H T underscore Doug on Twitter. Great, highly recommended follow. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I, I do concur with what you said about just, yeah, you can learn so much on whether it's Twitter, Facebook, I think Twitter, especially you've got um, all sorts of people experimenting, sharing their experiences. You've got world-class scientists. Uh, you can just gain wisdom in real time. So I, um, yeah, I definitely agree with your, your sentiment there. Um, I guess, you know, the title of this podcast or the, of, yeah, this podcast is you cured what? And so I ask some of the different guests, uh, when they come on and they have different answers to this. Um, I like asking this, um, you know, you had high blood pressure, depression, borderline type two diabetes, um, headaches, dry skin, allergies, including a deathly cat allergy. Uh, like for for these conditions, do you consider yourself cured? I do consider myself cured. I truly do. And what cured me, and this is you know going to be totally different for others. This is what cured me. I mean, this is you know one anecdote. I mean, I know you're going to have so many on the podcast coming up, <laughs> but what cured me was nutrition. Finding nutrition for myself and looking into the root cause of the symptoms that I lived with. And um, like I was talking about um, another, you know, I guess health ailment that I had, I, I cured my morbid obesity. I mean, I was wow. a really big kid growing up and something that I never thought I'd cure. I thought I'd be this, that weight, the longest, you know, longest I could even imagine. But if anything, knowing that I can lose the weight and keep it off was huge for me. It wasn't something like I would lose it, come back, lose it, come back. It was more. Once I gave my body the building blocks that it needed to succeed, that was enough for me to say, hey, I'm going to start feeling better. I'm going to start losing the weight that I need to effortlessly. It was never calories in, calories out for me. It was, let's eat the foods that are going to actually satiate you, make you feel good long term. And that's kind of what my quote unquote weight loss hack is, if anybody needs one out there. But I cured all these symptoms simply due to removing these highly processed plant foods and transitioning more into um, more of an animal-based nutrition approach. Wow. Yeah, that is, uh, that's phenomenal. And, uh, you know, that's got to be very inspiring for people listening who might be dealing with uh, some of these same ailments that you had just to know that, hey, like, maybe there is something, something you can try and see, you know, you can look into it for yourself and figure out, you know, maybe there is hope. Maybe there's um, something that can be done about something that's commonly thought to be outside of your control. Um, and I, I, you know, I ask this question every, uh, every episode that we record here. Um, now that you've improved your health, what is one thing you enjoy doing that you couldn't do before? This is one of my favorite answers. So 
if anything, I started coming out of my shell after um, removing that, uh, just that gloom and doom that I used to have um, when I was depressed. Um, I started just talking to people, started experiencing more things. I um, just went to go out and exercise more. That's the other thing too. When they say eat less, move more, it's more so, why would I want to move an aching, tired body that's just so hard to get up every morning? So when I started eating better foods as well, I wanted to exercise. I wanted to move around. I wanted to start lifting weights. So if anything, what I've been doing more versus, you know, I did, you know, basically right after I stopped playing football, I stopped lifting weights and you know, running around like I did before. I stopped exercising. I started gaining all the weight back. I, you know, kept eating all the you know, foods that were causing me all the troubles. And once I removed those, once I, you know, basically removed those in place of better foods, I just wanted to move around more. And I think that was the biggest shock to me. I'm like, okay, I can go out to the gym. I can go lift weights. I can go run around and play with my friends and everything. And it's like, I can feel good doing it. I want to do it. There's almost like this, like, like the switch in my brain that turned on. I'm like, okay, I want, I want to get up. I want to move. And I didn't have that before. So I would say that's the biggest. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, well, thank you so much, Doug, for, for coming on today, sharing your story. Um, do you have anything else you want to, um, any other message you want to put out here before we, before we close? Um, last message I want to kind of leave with um, your listeners. And this is probably one that's uh, most important. Find what is going to uh, work for you long-term, make it your own. And don't just ask a lot of questions. Always just question everything you've ever known about nutrition and health and the symptoms that you live with now and just see if there's a root cause in them. Just try to find whatever that may be. And for me, it was nutrition. And for most people that I know is nutrition. So it may just have to literally go and back to our ancestry and be like, okay, what were they eating? Like, why didn't yeah. they not have these problems that I'm living with now? What, what can I do to transition my health? and look back into what may be causing the symptoms versus just treating the symptoms themselves. So for me, what it was is switching out of these highly processed plant foods to more animal-based nutrition. That's worked for me, a lot of other people. See if that may work for you. That's a terrific message and a terrific mindset. Um, thank you so much for coming on today, Doug. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to You Cured What? Join us again soon for another story of healing.